The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Eat Sleep List. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Torres. With me, as always, is my good friend, my co-host on uh, our full-time podcast that we have here on the network now, Mr. Matt Johnson. Matt, it's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, my man. Happy to hear you're surviving the uh, first week of school, so that's always good to hear. I see you're pumped up with with your Josh Allen jersey. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, it was partially despite you two, um, but, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I actually funny story before work today. It was Bill's Day. They they advertised it as that too, and so I was looking for stuff, and then halfway through, I kind of like gave up looking for because I was looking for a specific thing and couldn't find it. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll just like look how I normally look for work. So I show up, and everybody is wearing Bill's gear. And I felt like, you know, I had that actor dream come to life where I was naked in front of the crowd and didn't know my lines. And so, like, as a fan, I had to I literally went home to change. Like, I drove back from work back home to go throw on my Allen jersey. So, yeah, excited for that tonight. But you're a you're a brave soul for wearing white, my dude. Good for you. I I know, man. I know (laughs) it's already I only got it last year and it's so tattered already. It's unbelievable. Um, It's add some add some uh, add some uh, character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But I'm also excited um, for the list and for the guest we have on today. Um, This is a guest who has been on the show before. Um, and is a good friend of the network and of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Johnny Townsend. How are you, man? Hi, Johnny. Hey, uh, I would say best friend of <laughs> the network and the show. Like yes. best pals, uh, hold hands when crossing the street type of deal. I love it. Yeah, that's that's the type of friends we need at the network. We need those guys who are going to, you know, really guide you through every yeah. little thing. Um, but we love having you on. So we're really happy you're back for this one. Yeah. And I'm an OG as the kids you are. Say. You are one of the originals. You were one of the uh the the uh the the the, the SmackDown six for the network. <laughs> one of the founding fathers. <laughs> so no, it's uh, good. I think last time, Johnny, you were on, we did uh I think it was the cryptids list. I pr- knowing me, that sounds right. I think that's the one we did. Yeah. Um we did the parts Bigfoot. of the- <laughs> yeah. we did the parts of the mall list. Uh, Johnny is a one of the hosts here on the network. Has uh, a lot of shows, uh, including sharing retro pop with myself. He's also uh, one of the newer co-hosts on Let's Talk, but no politics. Okay, uh, host of Retro Blist. Um, what's the? I mean, History Creeps is that currently active still? I don't know what the story of it is. We're we're in hiatus. It, it will it will come back, but I think it's going to come back as a YouTube. Thing, okay, I believe. Oh, good. Uh, but also, uh, don't forget, Matt. I can't believe you're forgetting this. But you will, myself, and a and a bunch, a host 
of uh, crazy, wacky characters are on the panel discussion as well. I'll be honest, Johnny. Um, when I hit stop record at the end of panel discussion, I try to pretend it never happened. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I try to block it out, or it's or or I get stuck <laughs> singing WAP all day at work the following day. Or something. Oh, like, technically, Lord. after technically after we've recorded, we're survivors. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> It is uh it is something. It is something. Uh listeners, we do also have a really cool announcement as well. We this mm-hmm. is our my first sponsorship ever. Um and of course the show's sponsorship uh our my good friend uh Michael sent us a uh he wanted to sponsor an episode. He hosts a podcast of his own. Let me just get the uh let me just get the write up. We had a, a sponsoring today's episode is another podcast. My friend Michael uh reached out to me. And uh, I was like, hey, I want to give this a shot. I want to sponsor your show. He sponsored uh, one of our many top five lists on the Facebook page as well. Uh, but here is the little write-up for his podcast. It is called Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. It's really cool. I listened to it. Um, it's uh, And this is, I quote, a demented podcast brought to you by three man children that uh, have a love of toys, pop culture, and new and horrible ways to make you laugh. If you ever asked, what if Uncle Joey's Mr. Woodchuck puppet went on a killing spree? Is there a forbidden love between Shredder and Krang? Uh, and when is it okay to microwave your LGN Hulk Hogan? Well, guess what? Count Creepy Head Saturday morning monster mash answers these questions and more. Um, look for it wherever you find your podcasts, and that is creepy with a K. Listen to the latest episode on our newest, our new listener giveaway contest, um, which they, uh, yeah, they're pushing heavily. They have a Facebook group if you want to go check it out. It is, uh, yep, count creepy head with a K, as we said, monster. Uh, Saturday morning monster mash. Um, they're on their host site is Podbean if you want to listen on there. But uh, it's it's there's a cool bit of nostalgia that comes with it. I was looking through some of the group posts and uh, uh, the toys, just seeing the toys from when I grew up, when from you know my parents' generation kind of grew up. Those old cool pop culture toys. Uh, it was really nice. They did a good job in a fun way of uh, uh, of discussing it all. So I highly recommend it. I listened to it once. And uh, I'm subscribed now, so I'm looking forward to listening to it more often. Yeah, excellent. We're really happy to have them for the show. It's really exciting to have a sponsor for something that we just like doing for fun, too. So For sure. And, you know, that uh, Shredder and Krang question is that's a very interesting rabbit hole to dive into, (laughs) honestly. And now it's got me. It was one of those things that got me like, huh? And then it got me like, huh? (laughs) So. So I'm I'm assuming and <laughs> calm down, ladies, but I'm going to get into my Ninja Turtle uh, knowledge here. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we must be talking about the original cartoon version then because I would have multiple different versions of these two characters. And uh, but if we're going by the cartoon, I would say I kind of, you know, they kind of need each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. They do. So yeah. yeah, there's something yeah. there. There's something there. So <laughs> and um, also Matt listening to your show even once is way more than he's listened to anything I've ever done. You stop. So that. <laughs> you stop that poppycock. Uh, terrible. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> so make sure. You, yeah. I'm a reputable source on anything I say. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll post the description, all the links and stuff. They do have a link tree all set up. There is account creepy.com. Again, that is creepy with a K. Uh, make sure you go check it out. Give them some clicks. Go listen to their show. Uh, they are taking the time out um, to sponsor us, which is really, really cool. Um, it is 
refreshing and uh, much needed as, as far as, you know, it, it's just nice to, to feel like people, you know, want to sponsor you and help you out and you try to help them out in return. So highly recommend. Thank you for the sponsorship uh, today. We have a fun little top 10 list to go to. We don't get to talk about video games very often. So uh, we asked Johnny, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, what do you want to make a top 10? Well, originally he thought it was a top five, but top 10 list. Uh, what does he want to make a top 10 list? About? Don't spill my tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and- can't count past five, you know? I get to That's five and I get confused. It's hilarious because he's again been on this show twice at least at least twice before, and he's and like, listen oh. to it and listen to it. Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, top five, right?" I'm like, Mm-mm. and he's like, no. "Glad I was asked." So, um, Johnny, what made you choose today, uh, today's subject? Top ten video game baddies. Uh, I love the theme. I, I don't again. I don't get to talk about video games as often as I would like. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's always kind of cool to, uh, uh, to to dive into this. What made you choose this? Well, I'm always, when it comes to anything pop culture, where you have a good versus evil type thing, uh, you know, the good guy is only as good as the bad guy, right? Like the bad guy kind of almost always helps be a part of defining the hero. Yeah. And the same is true in video games. And I know uh, I am just barreling and rushing toward the age of 40 at a rapid pace in which I am uncomfortable but uh, that's just giving you how old I am. And I know, Matt, you're younger than me. Uh, so we're going to come at this from different uh, perspectives of the games that we grew up with. You know, I, I get it. You like Resident Evil. Uh, you know, I can that's do it. literally one through ten. That's literally one through ten. <laughs> just zombie one, zombie two, zombie <laughs> three. Police zombie, lady zombie, man zombie. <laughs> dog zombie <laughs> dog zombie don't forget dog zombie can't forget about the uh, dog zombies but i really um you know a interesting villain uh, always makes a game better right yes so, uh i can't wait to discuss this 100%. yeah so let's get right into it then so our top 10 video game baddies of all time um johnny why don't you give us your number 10 to start I'm going to go with Dr. Wily from the Mega Man series. Mm. Uh, Mega Man was a game that's been around for as long as I can remember. I would play them on my original NES. And just even getting to this man uh, was very difficult, uh, especially when I was a kid. Those Mega Man games are not easy. And, <laughs> no, no, uh, they're not. And here's, a, and here's a giant spoiler alert. I am probably known for video games uh retro bliss for crying out loud uh, but and i love video games play them every day dang near it but i am not good at them <laughs> <laughs> never have been good at them there's a rarity like i'm really good at mario 3 for some reason uh, a lot of mario games i'm actually quite good at but other than that it's, it's there's few and far between including uh this series of games this uh, Mega Man games are ones i always wanted to be good at so the Time I was either, when I was playing uh, Mega Man Three, and I finally got to Doctor Wally. I was so excited and so happy. Uh, so, and he's just a. Uh, there's so much lore with Mega Man now. Uh, Doctor Wally is uh, just a real jerk, you know, a real jerk. Mm-hmm. But he's got a really great character design, though. It's yeah, yeah. Mega Man, I struggle with a lot. I had I bought Mega Man one years ago, one or two, and I just I was just dying, and I try to pick the different other like villains to chase after yeah it's all about the order in which you pick the uh, which villain to go after first mm-hmm. yeah 
I, I try to go the path of least resistance and uh, I still end up dead. I still end up dead frequently. Yeah. It's not a game you would think would be as challenging as it is. It's uh, it, the little experience I've had with Mega Man. I've just had such a hard time getting through any level of it. Really? Like, any any older like some of the side scrollers from back in the day too they're just so you have to do everything so precisely yeah. or you're screwed half the time yeah and the, and the reward back then was like just beating the game right that was a badge of honor yes. that was a, a badge remember, of honor i still remember to this day when i beat mario 3 and i i played the heck out of it to get there and to beat it i really felt like i accomplished something and my reward was an ending that basically said hey mario i'll bake you a cake and that was it, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. spoiler alert for mario 3 yeah there's no unlockables no dlc no save no. points no none of that bake nope. you a cake she just <laughs> bakes you a cake and it's not even a real cake i can't even enjoy it you know? <laughs> it's a digital cake oh what the hell um, that's a, that's a great one to kick us off. Honestly, that's a, I feel like that's, uh, a, that's an OG and it's a really, really solid pick for, uh, starting us off. So good choice there, John. Um, Matt, why don't you give us your number 10? All right. Here's the first of like eight mortal combat characters. Hold on to your butts. Uh, my number 10 is, uh, is noob Cybot from mortal combat. He is the, uh he's part of i think it's called the brotherhood of shadow or something like that but it's basically the original sub-zero deceased and he's he's great he's oh okay yeah what was that supposed to mean no, i didn't know oh, who it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i know who sub-zero is okay no. <laughs> so there's two sub-zeros but the, the the one that's currently active in the storyline is the younger brother and the one that that, that is died at the hands of scorpion and came back as noob cybot um is the og one from the very first mortal Kombat game it's noob mm-hmm. noob cybot so what they did this actually has a cool story too so the original two creators um ed boone and i think it's john tobias mm-hmm. they flipped their last names backwards and that's that's the name Oh, that makes sense. So it is a cool little backstory too, but um you know this character is pretty vile. He lost all like uh you know all emotion. There's one of his uh, there's like a game one of the game endings. He actually ends up killing like his younger brother. Just like rips his heart out and stuff. It's great it's great stuff. Really cool visuals. Uh <laughs> great stuff but it was really neat what a beautiful story but he did he he debuted in mk2 as like a secret fight like a secret fight you can actually play as him in ultimate mortal Kombat 3 and it's really cool if you if you freeze him he he looks like like he's got the you know he's got the blue tint but he looks just like sub-zero um it's one of those neat things he has some pretty cool attacks throughout the game but um but yeah he's just just this this ninja character i know they abused like putting ninja characters out there for you know around that time but just all black just shrouded in mystery nobody knew where he came from and he's one of the biggest and uh you know he's he's one of the the, the toughest characters he was like a sub boss in mortal Kombat deception but um really cool character nonetheless so number 10 noob cybot yeah, that's a great pick. And I'm sure, you know, as you mentioned, this is not the last time we're going to be talking about MK uh, throughout this list. But he's one of uh, he's one of the better uh, characters within that series uh, For sure. that I've come across. He's one of my favorites to play as like I, I have like certain ones that I, I have to play as every time I play. 
and he's one of those must plays. Um, yeah. I can't just pick up and play as anybody. So no, no, me neither. I'm not one of those people. Some people are really gifted like that. I I have to study things left, right, and center in order mm-hmm. to make any progress at all. Yeah, he's yeah. my he's my go to in Ultimate Mortal Kombat three. He has this uh, this cloud projector projectile where they can't the opponent can't like block or fight, and I just go and do this like knee combo and hit him with like eight eight hits. It's great, good stuff. Love it. That's awesome, man. Uh, so my number ten, I'm actually breaking one of my rules a little bit this week. Normally, I only list things I've done in uh, their entirety and I'm very familiar with. Okay. But this character, I only pay, played the game about halfway through um, before I kind of fell out because my attention span kind of like. But this was one of the better villains uh, that I've ever come across in a video game. And, of course, I'm talking about Pyramid Head from Silent Hill 2. Oh, yeah. Um, well, he's he's been in more Silent Hill media since then, I believe. But um, Silent Hill 2 is where when he made his uh, debut into the franchise. And, my God, just the way he stalks you through that entire game yep. is horrifying. It's so horrifying from the first visual where you're in the apartments and he's with the mannequin creatures in the apart and uh, it, it, while you're hiding in the closet and he's around there. You're just you don't want anything to do with this guy at all. A- anytime he's on screen, it's terrifying. Like and he it's spoiler alert for Silent Hill, too. But, he you know, he ends up killing Maria at a point in it. And when one of your one of like the major characters gets killed, I always get like a heightened sense of fear for the character because now they're lethal. Now they're taking out people you like. Right. And yeah, uh, it's it, he's just one of the more terrifying ones I've ever seen in a video game. And he opened the door for so many more terrifying video game creatures to come uh, that way, too. I love those stalker type characters too in, in video games where there's never really there's very rare I mean I got one coming up on my list momentarily. Um but there, there's there's no moment of peace really. <laughs> Maybe aside like it's from a save point, but you're not safe anywhere. And um, such an iconic design to that character. I mean, I've yeah. seen that character cosplayed a million times at cons and stuff. Yes. And uh the <laughs> the distinct memory I have of that character was uh, I, I famously do not like scary movies. <laughs> I do not care for them. I do not seek them out. They are not for me. But uh, when the Silent Hill movie came out, all my friends were going to see it and I was peer pressured into joining them. And it was the worst thing I ever did because I saw that character uh, grab a, a lady and rip her skin off. And yeah, I, was crazy. And I was like, I don't need, I, I just turned my brain off after that. I was like, I can't do it with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, I, we went to the cheap show to go see that one. They came out of the second one, but I never seen it. I haven't uh, seen that one. I didn't, yeah. wanna, I didn't see all the first one technically, even though I was there for it. <laughs> Dude, that, Dan, that's a great choice, bud, for number 10. I didn't know if I'd see that. I mean, I don't have it on my list, but I was, I was very curious if it was going to show up on anybody else's list. Um, for this one because he is one of those iconic uh, one of those very iconic villains that everybody just knows whether you played silent hill or not i think you just you know about pyramid head so yes exactly that's why he made my list because even though 
um, I haven't played them as much as I want to. He just sticks out in my mind so clearly and yeah. so iconically. Um, but yeah, that's why he landed at my number 10. So that's uh, that's my first pick on my list. Great choice, uh, buddy. Great choice. Thank you, sir. Um, so we are up to number nine. Johnny, why don't you lead us off with your number nine pick? Yeah, we're going to go from one incredibly creepy character to another incredibly bizarre and disturbing character. Uh, my number nine is Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> From his very first game, he's technically the villain, uh, as he has captured the poor princess and Jumpman, a.k.a. Mario, uh, has to go and save her. Uh, And then uh, the tables are turned when Mario actually becomes the bad guy in the second one because he's captured Donkey Kong and his uh, son has to save him. It's a pretty fun (laughs) couple of games. But (laughs) Donkey Kong's technically a villain to start out. When we first ever meet Donkey Kong, he's not the best uh, he's not the best uh, gorilla or whatever you would say he is. Uh, obviously, by now, he's uh, turned his life around, and we all are very happy to watch him uh, go bananas and uh, uh, race his carts with Mario and such. Uh, yeah, and, and play uh, the drums, favorite. play the conga. Play the drums, yeah, play yep. the conga, yeah, yep, uh, and smashing people and the brothers. Yeah, uh, But uh, Donkey Kong's my number nine. I think he's kind of iconic, especially when you look at the history of uh, video games uh he's definitely one of the og bad guys that 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 donkey that kong a... game kind of really took off in arcades and really helped solidify arcades for that era yeah i was gonna say that he he really was like the first like identifiable like villain i think you know pac-man had the ghosts which was before that you know but uh but and they had their names you know asteroids had asteroids uh Pong had player two, uh, but Donkey Kong, <laughs> Donkey Kong, um, was uh, was like this fleshed out character, and uh, it's it's a good perspective on that. I like that. Yeah, that that's a really cool a cool pick for that villain. I think that since then he's definitely, like you said, found other ways to like outlet his anger, and now he oh, just yeah, does yeah. it on more like crocodiles and everything like that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Here he has his own country, he Donkey Kong Country. It's yeah, crazy. Two yeah. of them, <laughs> or three, <actually>. three. <laughs> yeah. I do not know one happy citizen of that country, quite honestly. <laughs> they just always <laughs> jumping on their heads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but that's a great number nine, man. Uh, Matt, why don't you give us your number nine for this list? All right. My number nine, I am going to place a character from one of my favorite video games of all time, uh, Manhunt. Uh, the character's name is The Director. Uh, this dude's gross. Uh, he's a big time, wealthy uh, movie making guy, but he also has a uh, he runs a chain of uh, he has a snuff film ring, which is really like it's crazy. Uh, what he does is he gets he pays off. He gets convicts out of jail, like convicted convicts that are going to death row, and he put, runs them through a series of like legit like snuff film situations. Uh, he's the master manipulator of the entire game. Uh, and it's it's actually really cool to see how the story unfolds. I don't know if anybody's ever played the Manhunt video game before, uh, but it's it's crazy because at first he's helping you, he's giving you advice, and then he tries to turn on you uh, in in one of the in one of the missions, and then he's not in your ear anymore. You don't hear him talk to you. He doesn't guide you or walk you through missions. Um, he legit tries to get you killed, and 
your character James Earl Cash escapes and eventually gets him and he meets a uh, very grotesque uh gross ending with a uh, with a chainsaw to the uh <laughs> ooh yeah it all ties in but you eventually go into his mansion um and and carve him up pretty good it's a very intense couple levels but um but yeah the director character just master I'm trying to think of, like somebody who like something similar in movies or TV shows, but like I'm maybe a much smaller scale Thanos, just pulling the strings of everything from behind the scenes, from the comfort of his chair. And um, yeah, just sitting there, Hawaiian shirt, short shorts, chest tear out to the world. And, uh, and that's how you end up getting them. So, yeah, I love that. I've never played Manhunt before, but I've heard really, really good things about it. Honestly, it's uh, it's a discussion that I want to have at some point, probably with Johnny, if we ever get. I think we're just plan on doing it for October, um, but it was shut down because the level of violence and stuff for it, the game. But when you look at a lot of today's games, like uh, current Mortal Kombat, current gen Mortal Kombat, or like The Last of Us, the violence, the blood, the, the gore, it's it's comparable. It, it, if anything, it's much worse now. So I feel like a game like that could thrive if they decided to remake it um, and, and put it out there. But it was very, very controversial. I remember my parents would not let me play it. I couldn't get it until I was old enough to buy rated M games. I had to watch my I, I could watch my dad play it, but I was not allowed to buy it. And it was just the, the, the world was uh, that whole world of uh, it, that they had the city in Manhunt was uh, it was just it was so dark and gritty. It was really cool. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Great choice for your number nine. Thank you. Uh, okay, so my number nine is a little bit obscure. I feel like only like 50% of people remember this game half the time. Um, but it's from the game Bully. Do you remember this game back? Oh, I love Bully. Oh, Rob Bully. Yep. Dude, Jimmy Hopkins. He was the he was the absolute man. For a kid who like I was kind of under the same uh ruling where I couldn't play a lot of uh, like rated M games growing up. Yeah. So GTA was out for me yes. for the longest time where where I had to be like, "Oh shit, I really want to play this, but you know, I can't have it in my household. I have to wait till I go to my cousins or something like that." Bully was T for teen and there wasn't shit they could do about me playing it or not. It was probably the cleanest cut rockstar game ever. Honestly. Absolutely. But um, the villain from that game, Gary Smith is an (laughs) absolute prick. He is an unstable asshole. That dude just messes with you. He has you thinking he's your friend the whole first chapter when you're there. He has you like doing all this stuff, but you're really just setting him up for a lot of success. And then he ends up framing you, getting you kicked out of the school eventually. And getting to beat his ass at the end of that game is one of the most satisfying things ever. The fact that it's so hand-to-hand combat and the fact that you just like are swinging on each other there's something about that that's so satisfying for me. Like I <laughs> even in sandbox games, sometimes I make a berserker character like just for that reason, because yeah. like, even if they're shooting at me, I'm just going to take the damage and just like kill you with a bat. Like that's <laughs> that's basically it. Um, but Gary Smith throughout that whole game is just such a little weasel. The entire and but and from the beginning, you know you have a bad feeling about him. You just do. You know the guy is going to betray you. Um, but uh, like Johnny, you said at the beginning of the game, like the villain almost makes the game a little bit. 
And that was one of the things that kept driving me through that was just that that desire and that drive to finally get even with him and to be done with him for the uh for the rest of that game. Yeah. Uh so bully, very underrated game, and Gary Smith is absolutely an underrated villain. That's why he comes in at my number nine. I was, did not see that one coming. I'm honestly surprised because Bully does have like an underground following. It's kind of a cult classic now that they haven't went back to that well and kind of brought that game back they've like, been yeah, other franchise. begging for a rumored. sequel and uh, yeah, sequel's been, been rumored. rumored um there's also rumors that bully is somehow connected be to uh um somehow connected to manhunt as well because they're both rockstar games that jimmy actually grows up to be the character james earl cash in manhunt jimmy james oh so wow that's such a bizarre <laughs> crossing of worlds within that <laughs> The, the multiverses of Rockstar. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, okay, so we are up to our number eight. Johnny, why don't you lead us off? I know you guys love Mortal Kombat, and I do to an extent, but I was always a Street Fighter man uh, at my core. So I can't do a list of top 10 villains without having M. Bison on mine. Mm, mm, very good. Uh, M. Bison, I man, what a great character. I mean, I've been talking about character designs, but his just really stands out. Just that red suit, and he just screams like he's a you know he's he he wants power no matter what he's going to take it no matter what, and uh, you get to fight him at the end and he's very tough he's not an easy defeat for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's difficult but, to play as too. Like I was like yeah I, I I'm not a big Street Fighter guy but I'm Bison I love the villain characters, but his like stuff isn't very easy his combinations and stuff not very easy to play yeah. I struggle with him. Yeah, you got to learn them for sure. Uh, that's one thing I do miss today. I don't want to get into the whole games are better back in my day thing because there's some, <laughs> still some great games that come out today. But, uh, you know, back then uh, when I was a kid, like I would rent a Street Fighter game and uh, it would come with the, the manual and you could flip through the manual, look at all the moves in the manual. Yeah. Learn yep. things about the character. And I just really missed that. But that's how I got remotely I, at one point i haven't played street fighter in a long time but at one point i actually got pretty good with bison uh, i don't think i i've doubt it i am anymore but i just really love that character and i know that the movie gets a lot of flack which it most certainly deserves but bison in that movie is really awesome so yeah uh, he, he's like a redeeming part of it to me yeah for sure he definitely is one of the better parts of that movie yeah yeah which, in fairness, is, isn't really difficult compared to the rest of <laughs> But, you know, high points. High points nonetheless. Yeah. Got to be positive. <laughs> yeah. No, very good. I was always an E-Honda guy when it came to Street Fighter. But... Oh, E-Honda is amazing. Yeah. 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 Oh, like I love his putt, just button mashing his punches. And he's, yeah. Oh, it's so good. So oh, good. Oh, That's oh, great. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but M. Bison was also like, he's a close second to E-Honda, in my opinion. So that's a, that's a great addition to the list. I love it. I feel like uh, with fighting games in general, it's so cool because they always put that traditional, a good one will always put that traditional like Kung Fu movie feel to it, right? Where it's like the dialogue secondary and stuff, but like get a good villain, get cheesy dialogue and just know you're in it for the fights and like matching each other up. Like Mortal Kombat gets like kind of campy sometimes with it. Injustice, when Injustice came out, that got really, really campy at points, but it adds to the game. Like it makes it such a really, really, really cool experience. Uh, But really, really great pick for number nine, man. 
Uh, was it or eight? number eight? Oh my eight. gosh, oh. it's been a or long seven. Week. Was it seven? <laughs> no, it was eight. It was okay. It was eight. My fault. It was eight. My fault. It was eight. We're good. We're good. Now it's your eight, Matt. Yeah, now, now it is my eight. eight. All right. So this one, I'm going to go back to Mortal Kombat for this one. All right. Uh, I'm going to use uh, Shang Tsung here as one of my top 10 video game villains. Uh, you know, the original uh, main villain in the first Mortal Kombat game, he eventually became like, he wasn't like a secondary character, but when he became a playable character, it was kind of, it was kind of cool, right? You, you get a, a, a different appreciation for him. He can, he can morph very difficult to play as like, it makes mm-hmm. you appreciate that more, but you know, you had to put in the different button combos to morph into different, into the other characters. Then he had to know the other characters move sets. So we, there was a challenge um, to playing as him, but uh you know, there's just treachery, the entire thing, right? He's he's running the tournament for, for the emperor of Outworld um, so they can converge the realms, and he fails, and he goes back out there and tries, and eventually kills the emperor of Outworld. It's this whole back-and-forth power struggle. Um, but Shang Tsung is, a, you know, I always thought it was a pretty, like, unique thing. Like, again, Street Fighter was, to me, the OG fighting game, but Shang Tsung brought, like, this this... Mortal Kombat brought like really deep characters and you didn't have somebody who could just transform and and shift into another character, right? You just didn't have that. Mm -hmm. Um, So Shang Tsung, unique as heck, really fun to play as, um, and even a bigger challenge to to fight. There was a, there was a badge of honor uh, when you, when you finally got to beat him, you had to go through Goro first too, Goro then Shang Tsung, but there was, there was pride beating him. So good. What's your favorite out of that series? Would you say as far as like, one game if you could play it the rest of your life oh man well i mean obviously the newer one is the easiest the newer ones are easiest when they kind of redid the trill uh the trilogy for i think it was mk9 they mm-hmm. went back in time and modernized all the characters but if i had to pick one of the original ones mk2 is my favorite best music best i think the the art style um multiple fatalities it, it wasn't I, I don't like mk3 I don't know. It was it was too it was too based in like reality. Like the the backdrops are in the in the, the the arenas were like cities, and it's like eh, I don't play games for that kind of realism. But MK two yeah. had these these originally designed like the the, the pit two and and the uh, it was the acid uh, the dead they called it the Deadpool is the place where you can uppercut your opponent into the acid. Um, oh, and the the you arena. Deadpool, I thought I was just going to look into the camera. I, stuff. Break, and break the fourth wall. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I get that a lot. Um, but yeah, that, that MK two is probably my favorite original one. Very cool. Um, yeah, great number eight, Matt. That's really really good. Um, my number eight. So I have a couple of um characters from this franchise within this list. So this is the first of them. Okay. Um, but it's Zant from Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Um, I think so. Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, I think it's a lot of unnecessary flack um, a lot of the time. I thought it was a beautiful game. Um, I thought it was 10 times better than how Skyward Sword was with like the motion controls and everything like that. People complained that it was uh, very motion control heavy for Twilight Princess. They made uh, Skyward Sword way, 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 way worse as far as that goes. Um, But Xant is one of the reasons that Twilight Princess is so good because you're so used to seeing Ganon as like your main guy throughout uh, within the series 
so you need someone to really, really get your focus and really obtain uh, your attention through that whole thing. And he's so dark and freaking creepy that it just sticks in your head the whole time when you're playing it. Like, oh, that's the guy I got to face eventually. He wears this armor where the eyes are kind of bulging out of the head and there's like a tongue that's just permanently out. And so it's just this weird, it almost reminds me of like a gladiator mask, like an OG one from back in the day. Um, And then they don't, you know, in a lot of the Zelda games, they don't speak real dialogue, but especially with them, they make all these weird, like kind of breathy noises through uh, throughout the whole thing. And uh, he ends up, you know, being this really dark entity that takes out uh, Ganon later in that game uh, with by just tilting his head so that he breaks Ganon's neck without even having to do a thing. That's uh, it's so, so good. I I absolutely love Zant, and I think he's very underrated. And that's one of the reasons that Twilight Princess was so, so good to me. He was a great character. I think a lot of people who... Uh... I, th- I mean, I would assume most everybody's heard of Zelda games, but I think a lot of the people don't realize who haven't tried them or played them is that every one of them, including the the original one, has like a little tinge of darkness in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Majora's Mask is one of the darkest oh, video games yes. I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that one even has like a cult history to it of like being haunted and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Ben Drowned, that whole creepypasta, like yeah. everything like that. Um. But yeah, he I wanted to give him the respect he deserved for that because they have a lot of good characters in that franchise, but that was one of the better ones in Zelda that I've played before. Yeah, that's a great choice. I'm I'm starting to get used to Legend of Zelda a little bit more. I didn't grow up with uh with with a lot of Nintendo. I had a Super Nintendo and that was the cutoff. I didn't have any N64, GameCube. Like it took me a little while to kind of get um into the groove of the Nintendo. And that's really N64 GameCube era was really when Zelda took off in popularity. Um, some of the best games of all time producing that era. So I'm I'm finding myself kind of getting back into that um that 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 groove with it. But uh but I'm very I'm very aware of uh how good those games are. So that's a great yeah. choice. They're great. They're they're OG classics for me, so I'll always have nothing but respect for them. Good, good. Um okay, we're up to our seventh pick on our list. Uh Johnny, why don't you lead us off with number seven, sir? All right, so one of my all-time favorite franchises is Halo, and I couldn't do a top 10 list without having one of the villains from that series on here. So I really thought about which ones I really remember the impact of when I was playing through it through those games. And the very first Halo game, you're playing through, and you think these aliens that you're fighting, the Covenant and such, are the worst bad guys, and they're pretty bad. But then you you find this place where they're running from something <laughs> and you're like, well, what's happening here? Cause even they're afraid of something and it's the flood and the flood is this, like this, this bunch of weird creatures that seem to be like almost like a hive mind type aspect to them or something like that. But, but they'll like take over other people's minds and stuff. It's very creepy, very sci-fi. Uh, but it was really wild how that was like a, you're playing halo and i just remember this uh, like man this is fun this is a very sci-fi thing but all of a sudden it's got like this little bit of horror movie just thrown in out of nowhere uh and i will never forget that and it's just an incredible part of the halo franchise and also thankfully as you keep playing through the games 
they're not overused <laughs> mm. like some villains can be in that yes movie. yeah yeah great choice yeah i never I, I, sorry i never got super into halo um it, but they were always the covenant and the flood was always the two things i heard about mainly throughout that uh it's always cool when they can take that sci-fi aspect and translate it into it. I feel like there are a lot of games from that era that really do that well and have that cool sci-fi feel of an old school like movie like that. Yeah. I just got an Xbox 360 recently. I got to set it up yet. Got to get a controller for it, but I'm excited. Sure it works. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't get the Red Rings of Death. That's probably well, why I, mean, I was I, This found. is a true story. I went through four of them. So. <sighs> oh, I was like that with but, the PS2. Wow, that's but uh, I will say every time uh, Microsoft replaced it for me. Oh, so, that's good. Uh, I will say well, that. But yeah. you think they'll you think they'll replace mine if it's if it doesn't work? You think they'll never hurts to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little old. Yeah. I gotta try it out. Yeah, but I'm ex- one of the reasons why. Yeah, one of the reasons why I'm excited for that is to so I can actually play through Halo. I played. I played. We had somebody uploaded it on the laptops in school when I was in junior or senior in high school and we used to play it all the time our, our science teacher knew about it um we used to go play halo all the time we had the laptops and we nothing to do go play halo but i've you know I, I i've heard nothing but good things there's like there's a nice cult following behind it it's always been super popular it's yeah, the just, reason for the success of the xbox so just don't watch the show if you're really into the war of halo. <laughs> that's they, that's what i've heard from everybody yeah, they don't really do a good job with it yeah that's opinion. a shame that's a shame yeah uh but um really really great addition um halo is an awesome addition to that list matt why don't you give us your next entry all right so i tried to stay away from comic book character villains in video games but this one was actually never ever featured in a comic all right uh, did any of you guys play the original? Well, not original, but it was Spider-Man for the PS1. It came out in like 2000. Yes. Yes, I believe uh, so. Okay. Do you remember at the very end, uh, Dr. Octopus and Carnage <sighs> merge and there's Monster Oc? Yes, 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 yes. Scared the shit out of me as a kid. It still gives me, like, I, I recently revisited it i oh i seen it uh somebody uploaded the U- on youtube the pc version and obviously the graphics were much superior i was probably more yeah. so scared of it because the graphics looked bad on the ps1 but this character was terrifying um you don't even fight it uh unfortunately you just kind of run away from it but I, I i was surprised to see that this combination never appeared in any comic books to get like merged together and carnage has been merged with silver surfer um, it merged with Spider-Man at one point, I think maybe Galactus, but like the symbiote has merged with a lot of characters in the comics, but they never did monster rock in the comic books. Um, but there's just so much stress, like running away from monster rock. You got to go through like five floors. You're jumping through stuff. He gets faster at certain points. Um, if he catches you, that's it. If he touches you, that's, that's the game right there. Yeah, um, that's combining two characters there, Matt, where you're a big Venom fan, and Do- yeah. uh, Doc Ock is one of my favorite Marvel characters. So right. Taking our two worlds and put them together there. Just just a little bit. It was it was so unique, because you think you beat up Doc Ock, you beat up Carnage, you think, oh, the game's great, and Spider-Man's all relaxed, and then the, the, the arms shoot up, and it's just this, oh, the Carnage face on Doc Ock's body. It was it was. It, I shit my pants. It was it was, it was so <laughs> terrifying. I'll never forget. 
uh, playing through that last level for the first time. So this is a true story. The first time I ever played through that last level, as stressed as I was, my mom is also sitting behind me, like reading a book as I'm like playing this game. And she was fucking terrified the whole time watching it. She was so into it. She kept being like, go, go, move. I'm like, mom, stop. Like, I'm trying to finish doing this game. Uh, but it, that's that's the effect it had is it literally like people who weren't even invested in the game were like, what the hell is that thing? Yeah, that's, it, how, it, that's it was, how you know you've done something right too right when uh people who necessarily wouldn't care or or not even paying attention can look at it and be like oh whoa whoa <laughs> yeah no it i mean it, the sounds man it was like it was some scary like 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 holly like the, the 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 noises that monster rock would make uh were just terrifying it's not like like a like just a like he's straight out of a horror movie like an alien it was like, like alien yeah. kind of alien weird it was it was so creepy i'll never forget those noises yeah so yeah. i had it i'm glad i remembered it because it was uh yeah definitely one of my favorites i wish they do they would do more with it yeah um, and i wish he kind of got to fight it first you know but the run the whole the whole the whole chase just makes him that much more of a villain it, it was so powerful you could you you couldn't fight it you just had to get away so yeah so damn good. That's a great. Uh, that's a great, great, great entry on your list. Thank that's you. So good. Thank you. Um, so my next entry, my number seven. Uh, I'm going back to a game I haven't played in a few years, so it's rusty in my brain right now as far as the plot, and I really want to go back and refresh myself on it. But I definitely remember the villain in this game. So I'm talking about Vas Montenegro from Far Cry Three. Um. Far Cry as a series is it's got some hit or miss games for sure, but Far Cry three and four are easily probably the best two of the franchise. In my opinion, Um, three is definitely the the high point of the entire series. But this game opens with um, this montage of all these um, like teenagers or early 20s on vacation they're doing all these things on this tropical island uh paper planes by mias playing <laughs> so they're like you know it's just showing them like vacation and having this great time and then like something weird happens with it and all of a sudden like the video that's playing starts pulling out and uh this guy is showing you like the video of what you've been doing. And he's like, huh, this looks like it's been a fun trip, fun trip. And you're in captivity, like in this prison, like these, these like drug peddlers, like caught your whole vacation crew and are like holding them hostage. So Voss is like, I'm trying to remember his name, but um, one of the characters in the first season of breaking bad, he's very, he very much has that, um, that, energy Hector Salamanca I think is his name yes uh the the guy who's like look at that man look at that after he uh punches the guy in the face a couple times or whatever (laughs) um he has Voss has that same energy through that whole game so you start out doing that and then eventually you're with um someone who you're with one of your friends was in the marines before so he was like I know how to get out of this so like he start sneaking you guys out and then once you're like once you think you're in the clear you're like talking to him a little bit and he just gets shot in the back of the head and you you turn and Voss is standing there with a smoking gun and he looks at you goes 
what are you doing? Run, run, run. And you take off through the woods. Taunting you. All these guys with all these dogs are back. And uh, then you jump into this river, go off a waterfall. That's how the game starts. And from there, he like, I think he ends up getting a couple more people from your crew to like right. he ends up killing because you're looking for your brother the whole time. And I believe he kills the brother. Um, he was a bastard. I was so happy when I could finally kill that dude. That's one of the more satisfying <laughs> kills I've ever had in a video game ever because he's always on your radio, too, and he's taunting you. Like saying like all this shit to you, like, oh, you're not going to cover it. And like in that same energy. So you're trying not to laugh. You're like, you're a fucking ad. Like, stop doing this to me. Um, I need to go back and play those games again because I love sandbox style games. And that's one of the more sandboxy ones while still having a linear plot. Um, but Voss, I specifically remember being one of the worst villains I've ever had to encounter in any video game before. That makes a fun one. I think my dad, my dad's played played uh, Far Cry. I don't, th- I don't, I don't know if I have. Um, I don't know if I have, but nothing but good. Thing. I've heard these people find you know high regard, top fifty villain of all time, and like overall, and a lot of people's uh, like IGN and stuff. He's that highly regarded as a villain. Yeah. Oh, he's a prick. He's he's definitely a reason why that game got so popular. <laughs> Ah, right. So Good we're stuff. on to our number six for this list. Johnny, you're number six, sir. Yeah. While I was making this list, uh, I had a rule. And that rule for myself was I wanted all these to be video game villains first before there were anything else. But I broke my rule once, and it's for this one. We won't and, tell anybody. And I had to because, A, these series of games really meant a lot to me because it was just was not a normal thing to get a good superhero game, right? Like it just wasn't a normal thing. They were very, very rare. And the fact that this series was is so, so good still holds up by the way. Uh, uh, but I'm going to go with, and it's also portrayed by one of my favorite voice actors, Mark Hamill uh, and his portrayal of the Joker in uh, the Batman Arkham series. Yes. Yeah, I had I couldn't do this list without him on it because he is such a major part of those two games. His uh, his performance, first of all, is man at the end of one of them, it, you get like a voicemail from the Joker, and it plays as the credits are playing, and it's him just singing a song to you, <laughs> and it's beyond creepy. It is so <laughs> creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is probably one of my absolute favorite portrayals of this character and man just so much the, and this is a, a game that does an amazing job with all the villains like, i mean batman who has more iconic villains than batman right uh but they have such amazing takes on all those villains and uh but the joker is just so incredible i mean the first game uh when you're in arkham and uh you know you have to fight him when he's put himself on that stuff and then the second game is basically you don't find this out, but there's a big twist that he's dying. Yeah. Because he put himself on that stuff. And man, and just and he's desperate. And it's just so man, good God. I I can't praise those two games, especially the first two. Uh Arkham City is probably one of my all-time favorite video games. It's just so good. And he is such a major part of it. 
So I had to break my rule for the Joker, but I think everybody's going to be okay with it. Hey, it's your own inter- interpretation. I'm completely cool with that. I remember buying this game for my dad, and it came with 3D glasses. Do you remember that at yes. all? Yes, yeah. I yeah. don't know how well that part did, because I don't think they did it ever again. But it was really weird. They had the, the blue and the red, like, 3D glasses. Yeah, the oh, version man. that I got for pre-ordering came with, and I still have it, uh, like a black and white. A Batman statue that's really freaking cool. Oh, <laughs> that is cool. cool. Yeah, uh, you're talking to a pretty big Batman fan, uh, Mr. Dan Torres down here. One of one of the bigger ones that uh, I hopefully one of the bigger ones in <laughs> the side of Western New York. I would say, <laughs> um, no, I think that's a great pick on your part. Especially there's so many different interpretations of the Joker, yeah. and Mark Hamill's interpreted it a couple different ways, but that one in particular is so damn good. And just the way they use him in the game, like in Arkham. Uh, in Arkham Asylum, the first one, when he's just taunting you over the loudspeaker most of the game, and then you'll get in those situations where you're creeping around, and you're fighting like six or seven guys, and you got one guy left, and he's like making fun of the one guy left, like saying like, <laughs> oh, he's coming to get you. Would hate to be him. I hope he hurts you real bad now. Like saying <laughs> all like, he just made it that much better, and it felt like, you really needed those games to feel like an authentic Batman game. And those games felt like authentic Batman games. They felt so well thought out. So that's, I think that version of him is perfectly acceptable for this list. I mean, those games are so good that other games have tried to uh, copy the combat system even. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. Great choice. Great choice. All right, Matt, you're number six, sir. All right, my number six, I'm going uh, to Resident Evil. I think this is is my first Resident Evil one. Um, I'm going to go the Mr. X Tyrant from Resident Evil 2 uh, as my choice for this one. I was split between him or Nemesis, but uh, honestly, the way that they portrayed Mr. X in Resident Evil 2 Remake uh, was so much better. as far as the whole uh, stalking thing goes, you could you had to be so careful throughout this game, uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake, whether when you were like shooting a, your gun, because if you're getting attacked by zombies and shooting your gun, um, you could hear the footsteps getting closer and closer and closer. And then he'd open the door right by you and you couldn't kill him. You know, you could slow him down. You can hit him with a couple shots and he, he takes a knee for a little while, but in a minute, he's less than a minute. He's back up to to tailing you throughout the police station, throughout the underground laboratory, um, all that stuff. Uh, like I said, Nemesis was cool because he's one of the more famous ones, and one of the, the, the Resident Evil Three is is na- literally named after him. But the way he was handled in the remake, it bugged me. it bugged me because he wasn't that free spirit, you know, just moving constantly uh, throughout the game to pursue you. So Mr. X is uh, is my number six. Again, just, oh, he's done so good. Um, one of my favorite parts is he, he's chasing you. Through, you get out of the police station finally. He's chasing you through the streets. You're running, you're running, you're running, and you turn around, and he's he's there. He's he's, you can, he's just Ooh. walking and stalking. Um, you know, and there's, you know, this creepy music that plays when he shows up. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's really, truly something. Uh, a level of terror that it, it's... It, it kind of like that monster, the level of monster arc. You're you're trying to get away. Ammo is limited, so you don't want to just shoot and because it's not going to kill him. 
Um, you want to conserve it for the bo- the actual big boss fights. But yeah, Mr. Rex is a uh, hand down top 10. It's my number six. That's so cool. Dead Space had an alien like that where it would pop out and you'd shoot it over and over and over again and just still keep coming at you. And I hate those ones because <laughs> you're just like, you're dumping bullets and you're like, come on, like one of these has to do this. And it just, at that level of stress is just, people who aren't gamers will never understand what that feels like. Correct. Correct. And it's just, I mean, I like being scared in video games, but it's uh, it's a whole nother level of being just terrified. My favorite is when, you, like, uh, I, I like to mess with it sometimes. I don't know why I just like to, but uh, if you go in a save room, he doesn't come through. So what I would do is I'll shoot my gun, get him to come really close and then I back into a save room and he just looks at you. <laughs> and then if you back in far enough, he turns around and just keeps walking in another direction. That's another cool thing, too. They did one of the I'd seen some YouTube channel that one of those uh, off the camera things where they scope the station while you're in one area. And he's legit like it's not just him just randomly flashing and appearing. He's legit moving throughout the entire pre- police station, everything throughout the game. Like it's it's. Oh, it's so cool. It's so that's cool. awesome. Uh, I have to play those games. I really do. I'm a I'm a terrible gamer who doesn't play as many games as they should. <laughs> hey, it happens. It happens. I barely get time. I, I have to plan out like I, I might get an hour on a Friday night. Maybe. Exactly. If I'm lucky. That's yeah. Yeah. That's how life is now. Um, but my number. So my number six, uh, I'm going with an OG. Uh, I had to put one or two on here that were just your staple video game villains. Uh, So for my number six, I'm going with Bowser. He's just, you can't, I I really shouldn't have to justify this pick going on here. (laughs) He's one of the biggest, uh, he's the villain of one of the biggest video game characters of all time. So in turn, he is one of the biggest video game characters of all time. Um, He has chased Mario through countless games taken the princess so many times uh, when you finally get to the first experience with Mario I had as a kid was when uh, I played Mario 64 and when you get to that first Bowser finally there's such a cool feeling of like oh my god I'm finally here I'm finally facing this guy he's huge in that game too huge huge they make him really really intimidating like that size difference between the two of you can throw you off a lot um, but uh, it, from that moment on, he just becomes the most iconic villain ever. He just is one of those that are up there it, to the point where he's such a major staple in any Mario media. And if he was anything but the villain or one of the villains, people would be furious that he's not included in some point. That's true. Um, yeah. So I, I don't have a lot of specific justifications for this one, but Bowser makes it and is my number six specifically because of his goat status. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I don't think you really, I don't think you need to, you could have just said Bowser and just stop talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bowser. That's it. Number that's five. It. Next. Uh, exactly. Very uh, good, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Up to our top five. Uh, Johnny, lead us off with number five, sir. All right, my number five is going to come from one of my other all-time favorite game franchises. Um, the very first one of these games exploded my brain and uh, with just how good a story can be in a video game. It was only ever taught by the third game in this series for me. Uh, but I'm going to go with Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. 
um, in the very first body shot game, you don't even know he's the villain because Matt, you know how you're saying in manhunt, you think that guy is kind of helping you. Yeah. Uh, well, Andrew Ryan kind of starts out that way too, but it's just so just the, the settings and the things he says and the voice acting is all so top notch in this. And there's all kinds of twists and turns. I'm not even going to give them away because I want people to experience this. If you've never played it, there's a twist in this game at the end. That's like M night level of awesome <laughs> uh, that I highly recommend. And again, was only ever taught by how fantastic and incredible a uh, Bioshock infinite story is, which is the only one I would put above the original Bioshocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how much I love these games. The second one is okay, but uh, f- uh, specifically Bioshock one and Bioshock infinite are, in my opinion, must play video games. And Andrew Ryan is such an incredible character that you actually get to know as you're playing because you find out more and more about him you find out why he created this world that you're in um and what went wrong and all this kind of stuff so you add him more and more to his lore and he's just a fascinating character that once you fight him it's man it's it's incredible so i had i had to have a bioshock character on here and i went with andrew ryan very good choice very good choice i've dabbled in bioshock um and uh the the whole concept is is cool as heck the 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 environment everybody kind of turns psycho a little bit um yeah i it's definitely something i want to i want to actually have some time and kind of run through the series i know it's a favorite of my dad's um he's had a ton of those yeah not too long ago they actually released a like a what do they call that where they revamped them or whatever it's called um the collection i think you can get all three of them in it yeah, and it's it's well worth it. Actually, uh, this is one of those games series that I've, I've bought multiple times. <laughs> so that's how you know I really like it. And uh, real quick, another reason this game stands out to me is it really makes me again miss the old days when you would pre-order a game and they would give you physical things. Because oh, uh, yeah. I pre-ordered this and I got a statue that I'm not going to give away because that may come out later in this list. Uh, but I also got uh, like the soundtrack to the first game. Oh. Uh, and I was like, well, I'm listening to that soundtrack constantly because <laughs> it really sets that mood very well. Yeah. yeah I just miss those days. That's yeah. Physical media is the best. I like, I haven't bought a movie in years, like a physical movie. It's crazy. It's very yeah. rare for me. Yeah. So very yeah, it, it's nothing beats the physical copies of that. And I, I second what Johnny said for people out there who are listening uh, and haven't played Bioshock, would you kindly play it? Um, yeah yes, there yeah, you go yeah. would you kindly that that was for me and johnny yeah uh, <laughs> all right I can't wait for the show it's gonna be great hopefully it's better than resident evil oh um, man don't get i me know God, let's hope so uh, all right matt why don't you give us your number five my friend all right so manhunt has given me two iconic villains top 10 baddies uh, for this list, we already talked about the director, the man behind everything. Well, his big showcase character, Pigsy, is what they call him. He's this big old drugged out dude with a legit pig face. Like he cut off a pig's head and just put over his face. All right. He, he runs around butt ass naked uh, with a chance. A legit. You can see uh, his, his thing swinging sometimes. It's the funniest. It's the funniest thing ever. Uh <laughs> Like if funny he gets terrifying, at the funny same and time. terrifying. Like if he gets you, it's just there. Like, yeah, it's just there. It's it, 
I, I don't want to go into great detail um, about that, but he legit is like, he was like this featured character. He was kind of like the main, um, like, oh, his snuff films. This is his, his, his main, this is his Bugs Bunny. This was his Mickey Mouse. This character named Pigsy, um, it, who legit runs around with a chainsaw. Um, and you really hope that you don't cross paths with, with Pigsy throughout the game. You really don't. But the last level you do, you're riding in an elevator, you're going to get the director and all of a sudden a chainsaw just goes through the elevator doors and you get off on his floor. He has an entire floor um, where they just kind of keep them and pump them full of drugs and just keep them loyal and whatnot. And it's, it's very, it's, it's very, very creepy. It's the room is dark. There's like, there's blood and stuff everywhere. A lot of like, um, it looks like an abandoned like mansion. Like the rest of the mansion is great, except this floor that Pigsy just kind of runs rampant on. Uh, you'll be walking around, and all of a sudden, you hear the chainsaw just just turn on, and he's just chasing after you. Um, and the, the way you get him, you stab him with uh, like the, they have like these wooden shards, and you got to get them three times, and then you have to go get him. You got to chase after him, and you actually kill him. He he, he falls through like a. Uh, like a wire mesh floor. <laughs> he falls like three levels. You get oh. his chainsaw from him and that's how you go and get the director. Um, so Pigsy is, uh, is it, it's, it's one of those short interactions, but you, you know, it's you're in for a, a, a rough time. Cause it's a one hit kill. If you get hit with a chainsaw, that's it. It's a wrap. Um, yeah. I, I just, I just looked him up and, and that's not pretty grotesque, know. huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and yeah, that thing's out there. It's, um, <laughs> wow. That's, that's a terrifying, I would not want to be chased in any video game by this freaking thing. Yeah. You can actually, it's, it's cool. If you, un, if you beat the game all the way through, you can get the different character skins and you can actually play as Pigsy uh, throughout the game. You don't get his chainsaw through the whole thing, but you get to kind of play as him. And it's uh, it is a spectacle. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. It clearly, clearly it's quite the spectacle there. Um, very good. You're making it. I love doing episodes like this because I hear about games that I'm like, OK, I definitely need to get on this and I need to play more of this franchise. I have it. Games. I have it on, uh, I think, all three of the PlayStation 3s that are at the studio. So uh one night we'll have to we'll have to go there and uh, kill the lights and just just play the it's it's oh, you gotta so play in the dark it's, it's it's scary sweet yeah let's do it I'm definitely down for that all right what you got for number five bud so my number five I wanted to go with another franchise that I really loved um and this was another hard one where I felt I could only pick one especially because of the rest of my list um but uh, I'm I thought about what made me really love this series. So I'm going to go with uh, Ansem from Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, So Kingdom Hearts is, for those who aren't familiar with the game series, I I talk about it a little every now and then, but it's um, Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters all uh, living in the same world, um, going to different Disney worlds, locking up the keyholes, because keyholes are kind of like the portals to the worlds or the heart of the worlds. And that's what... um, the heartless are trying to take over. They're trying to um, really devour these worlds to claim them as their own. So the whole time through the games, you're kind of getting different looks at who the villains are going to be throughout. Maleficent seems like the big baddie throughout the whole first game. And then Riku kind of conforms to the dark side at a point, And you're kind of figuring out why, but you don't know why. 
And then by the end of the game, it's revealed that the the head of the darkness is Ansem. And it's because he was a researcher um, who was studying the heartless and he got consumed with the darkness himself. So he ended up splitting into a light half and a dark half. But that's more for, uh, you know, a different lore, because you could literally make a five hour video about your freaking Kingdom Hearts <laughs> lore and not even cover an eighth of it because of how many games they have in that it's series. Fast. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that it, he made that game so worth finishing for me, too. Um because uh-oh do you hear me i hear you you're okay, still good yeah he froze for me too okay yeah internet they're so bad is he at the precinct yeah oh is he back we're back. We okay? okay? Yeah, We're okay. Yes, yeah. I know the internet's really bad in there. No, you're okay. Sorry about that. You're okay. Um, where where did I leave off? Did you did you catch all of it or did you're you're talking about his um like how like there's so much lore in Kingdom Hearts that it would take like a make like a five hour video, not even yeah. yeah 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 yeah. So um, but just the the first game in particular, um. It's so satisfying to get to Ansem at the end because now it's finally like, oh, this is who caused it all. So it's kind of like one of those uh, knives out situations where you're looking for who did it the whole time and you think, oh, this is the this is the final baddie. This is the final baddie. And then you realize it's the guy who was supposed to be doing the most research about this. Um, And then you read the reports and you see more of that. But. Um, that's why Ansem comes in as my number five. Ansem's a great one. That's a great one. Love me some Kingdom Hearts. Uh oh. He froze again on my end. <laughs> Interesting. Oh boy. All right. Let's pause this real quick. Um, but Ansem with the twists and turns in the game, he just made it worth uh getting through and he really kept the intrigue through the whole thing. So that's why he comes in as my number five pick. All right. Very good. Very good. Top four. We're on to Johnny. What do you got? We've already talked about this character, but I too cannot have a top 10 list. Nay, a top five list even and not include him because he's one of the OGs. Uh, I'm going to go with Bowser as my number four. Uh, There's no way you can do a top 10 video game list. And if you've played any Mario game and not include this guy, Uh, I mean, he just really is a, just a, an all-around stinker, as they mm-hmm. say. Uh, always constantly kidnapping the princess. Uh, you know, it's always constantly trying to get rid of Mario uh, and his brother Luigi. You know, they just want, you know, it's just a couple of plumbers. They're just there to fix the pipes, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, that's, it's just, uh, you can't have this. You know, all, like, I still, he's, the, the Mario 1 was the first video game I ever beat, right? And I just remember how difficult he kept getting because you kept fighting him, quote unquote, whoever you thought he was in each castle. And then you finally, because World 8, when I was a kid, was so tough. So when I finally got to where I was fighting the main Bowser and he's got all kinds of stuff, throw, he's throwing uh, hammers at you and everything else on top of it. And you finally beat him. It's very, very satisfying. 
but I got to go with Bowser because anytime you get to fight Bowser in a Mario game, it's always uh, it's always fun. Uh, so Bowser's my number four. That's a great one. That's a yeah. great one. It definitely is. Anytime Bowser's in, it definitely feels like it's a big match feel, right? Like that yeah. you're you're really really going into like the prize fight for it. So. Yeah, he he deserves to be on any list, I feel like. I really do. He's just a, a classic villain. I had a tough time putting him on. I, I couldn't put him on mine. Spoiler alert. Just because he he's like one of those, for me, I, I, he's a great villain. Don't get me wrong. But he's like a, like a Dr. Robotnik, in my opinion, where, man, you never feel like really threatened by him. You know what I mean? He's never like does like that dastardly thing that sets your mission back or whatever. You're to hate my number three. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, damn. I'm a piece of shit. Uh, yeah, he uh, is cartoony, if that's what you're getting yeah. at. Yes, yeah, yes. Definitely. Definitely. Where if it, 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 it works for that style of game. So, well, oh, for the, sure. the lore of Mario, which isn't told a lot, but it's like in the first game's manual, is that he's actually turned like all the citizens of Mushroom Kingdom into the bricks and stuff too. Uh, so actually whenever Mario's hit bricks, he's, he's, killing, <laughs> he's killing, just killing Mushroom Kingdom people. Uh, so technically he's even more dastardly than you think. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. That's uh that's a deep cut right there. Definitely. Uh, right. We could, we could go forever on this lore. I feel we like. Could. <laughs> uh, Matt, you're number four. All right. My number four is uh, my first of two final fantasy villains. Uh, Dan, you played Kingdom Hearts, uh, so you've seen this character in there before. Sephiroth mm-hmm. uh, from Final Fantasy VII. He's a uh, he's a world class, he's elite soldier, and he finds out the uh, mystery of his, his his birth that he's a creation. He wasn't actually like born; he was a, kind of a test tube baby, as they say. Um, and he finds this higher power. He finds out he's part of this race of ancient, like uh, I guess, ex- aliens in a way. Um, he has that blood coursing through his veins and he just goes on a tear. He's, he's getting payback. He's trying to stop cloud and the group of, uh, the group of heroes throughout the whole way. He's actually trying to destroy the planet. Um, because what happens is if you destroy the, if, if he summons meteor, that's the, that's the, that's the spell. And if it impacts the, the energy tries to, the, the, the planet tries to heal itself. And if he's at the center of it, he just absorbs all of the power from it. And that's his main, uh, go with it but he's he got silver hair a uh he has a sword called the Massamoon, which is like a 10 foot sword um and uh some pretty vicious uh attacks you, you can't really play as him until um some of the the later games like uh final fantasy the city uh some of the, the the fun games in there but um sephiroth is vile he's he's frequently a top five or ten villain um and a lot of people's lists as well uh I have one, yeah. I have another Final Fantasy character uh, villain up there for for much different reasons, but this character is just completely—he's uh, literally the devil. So, yeah, Sephiroth from um, what I've seen of him in Kingdom Hearts is just like a, such a cool, cool character, and he's so recognizable too to people who um, are either in the video game community or even who aren't and just know Final Fantasy and like the Kingdom Hearts lore too, because there's a lot of that out there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, like it, it fits in line with anime and stuff too. That uh, that whole style of art and people just love the the fast fighting. Uh, the the he's got his own like theme song, the One Winged Angel, which is a great song. Um, where he legit gets a 
it's like a, a, a black wing, like it just shoots out of his back. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So, um, so yeah, Sephiroth, my number, uh, my number four, very, what you got. So, uh, my number four is from a franchise we have mentioned before on here. Um, I had a hard time picking out exactly what villain to, um, pick for this franchise. So I went the opposite end of where um, Johnny was, and I picked Comstock from Bioshock Infinite. Um, I Bioshock Infinite is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played in my Agreed. life. Agreed. It's it's just so smooth. It's it. There are there will never be a video game that was like that one, especially because it was delayed so many damn times. To the point where people are like, is this ever coming out? Is this going to suck when it comes out? What is going on with it? And I would have waited 10 more years for that game. It, it was it was so worth it. The world they constructed was beautiful. The uh, combat style was great. The monsters that they um, created uh, were absolutely incredible. Um, but Comstock, above all was just looming over you the whole time, like him and then songbird and everything like oh, that. Yeah. And you're, and you're just, you're chasing him the whole time and you're thinking, Oh, he's so bad. He's so bad. And then Shyamalan couldn't have written the twist that happens in this game. And that's why I'm being so sparing right now, because I can't even drop certain things about this game yeah. because it's so it, there. It's so intricate that if I reveal one thing, then I have to talk about something else. And then it spirals into like the first time I got to the end of Bioshock infinite. I sat with my jaw dropped for 10 minutes and I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak because of how well they did that game. Yeah, best um, ending, in my opinion, ever in a video game. Yes, yes. I could I could absolutely 100% agree with that. Um, but he makes it so worth it, it. It's so worth pursuing him with that to get to that point. And when you finally get to him, you think, oh, I'm out of the woods. And then they just reveal all this to you that you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like what happened in this game? Um, so my spoiler free um, take on that Comstock makes my number four because of the beauty of Bioshock infinite, but especially his place within that storyline. Yeah, it's, it is honestly, I cannot oversell this enough. The, my most favorite ever single player experience that I've ever had is that game. And that's coming from a person who absolutely adores the first one. But this one is just such a even, and that's saying something because the first one is so good and so well done yes. that this one, pardon my, pardon myself, but blows that one out of the water and up into the sky. <laughs> but, uh, the, I'll just say this, Matt, the ending is so wild and out there and good that the second I saw the ending, I, like Dan, I was flabbergasted. I immediately played through the story again, and I've never done that with a game that has a long story like that, just so I could pick up things that I might have missed the first time. And then after that, I and I still do this. I'll catch myself from time to time thinking, man, I want to watch that ending again. And I'll just look up. Like, it's like a 10-minute long ending, but you can find it on YouTube. So I'll just look it up and watch that part again and again because the reveals that it keeps throwing in front of you are just so, you're like, whoa. 
like that it's it's just an incredible experience it's it's incredible it's so good down to the coin toss at the beginning yes. when you get up there yeah. it, it's 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 just gorgeous um it, very rarely do video games come around like that and bioshock yep. infinite is one of a kind um okay so we are up to our top three video game villains of all time Excellent. johnny you're I'm number ready, three, sir. Yeah, I'm ready to disappoint Matt. My number three <laughs> is Dr. Robotnik. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> nah, uh, he's who, classic. Who's actually a worse villain than I think you think he is. Uh, Sonic 2 is one of my all-time favorite video games. Uh, I was lucky enough as a kid to get a Sega Genesis, and that was the game that came with it. So I played well, the heck out of some Sonic 2 and was very excited when I finally beat the Eggman himself. Uh, but you know why you're going after uh, Eggman? A, he is literally trying to kill Sonic and his friends. <laughs> he wants them gone, and he wants to exterminate them. And on top of that, he's turning a lot of his friends into robots. <laughs> I mean, that's the gist of it. You're actually trying to go and free your friends from this hell that he's thrown onto them. Uh, so he's actually quite an evil character. He is over the top and cartoony for sure. You know, um, and this is also one of the few video games that has, uh, in my opinion, uh, really good movies uh, that have recently come out. Those are very fun movies and the Robotnik on there. Uh, Jim Carrey, you can't go wrong. Uh, no. But uh, just Dr. Robotnik is such a great iconic villain to me. I mean, the mustache itself is just <laughs> incredible. Uh, but yeah, and I always love those Sonic games. I always get excited to see what his, what, you know, when you get to the end of the level and there's a new Robotnik's machine you got to take on, I always get yeah. excited to see what he's, what he's cooked up this time for me to be. <laughs> uh, so I had to go with Dr. Robotnik for my number three. What's your favorite one? What's your favorite machine that, um, what, what's your favorite, uh, like, uh, machine that he, he comes in on or favorite Robotnik battle? Well, my favorite one is the very end of Sonic too because you it takes forever to get there uh you got to fight uh like mecha sonic first before yep. you can even get to him mm-hmm. and mecha sonic is not easy i remember taking multiple tries to beat be him and then you finally get to take on robotnik uh so it's probably that one with a close second being um what's it, it just recently came out not too long ago it was uh oh man i can't remember the name of it. Bl- there's so many sonic games that have come out <laughs> yeah uh, but there's a more recent one that kind of went back to the uh, the OG Sonic games, and it ended up being really good. Uh, and there's a lot of really oh, the Sonic games. Mania. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of really great uh, Robotnik battles there. Uh, there's one in I can't remember if it's one or three, but there's one where you're chasing him, and it's like in a uh, part of the levels underwater, and you got to keep getting above the water, <laughs> you will drown, and it is beyond frustrating. But that's probably the one that sticks in my mind the most because <laughs> it's so hard. I know three had a water, a specific water level. Where you I think all of them have some water. Yeah, some that's water. fair. Yeah, that's fair. And all the water levels always suck, no matter what game it is. They're always Agreed. just the worst yeah. to get through. Yeah, always. <laughs> I love yeah. water too, and like like water environments, and to, yeah, it, they they're very tough. They're, yeah, it makes it very hard to like water. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I was talking <laughs> um, about Bioshock, which the first one takes place all underwater. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, but very good, very good number three. I'm a very big Eggman fan, so that that really hits a soft spot for me. I like that. Um, number three, Matt. All right. My number three, Mortal Kombat, last one um, from that brand. I'm going to go Reptile. 
Reptile is one of my favorite ones. Uh, he's one of the first secret characters, like secret fighting opponents, I think, ever in in uh, in fighting video games. I think the game came out in '92. Um, couldn't unlock him, but there was this this mystery surrounding him. Right, he's the color green. They call him Reptile. He has the powers of Sub Zero and Scorpion. Like that's how that's how he was in the first game. Then you get to finally play as him in, in uh, Mortal Kombat Two, um, and he's got some pretty cool fatalities. He takes his mask off, and there's a giant lizard dinosaur head thing, um, which I always thought was neat. But I've always liked his like his lore and his story. All he's ever tried to do is get back um, and 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 be with his race of uh, of, of people. The Zaterans is what they call him in the game. Um, just lizard humanoids, lizard humanoids, and uh, he's able to control his form for so long. But he serves Shang Tsung and and Shao Kahn and all these characters because they tell him that hey, if you serve me, I'm going to bring him back. And uh, you almost feel sorry for him. He's he's one of those type of characters. You almost feel sorry for him. My favorite one is uh, MK4, <laughs> Mortal Kombat Four. You get to the ending with him. You beat uh, you beat Shinnok. And he it, it, in the game, but he after in the credit scene, he goes or the, the ending, he goes, Shinnok, I thought, you know, you, you said you would bring my people back. And it's like, nope. <laughs> and he blows them up and he just blows up into a million pieces. <laughs> um, He's just like, he's just like, he's a sympathetic villain. Um, He really, truly is. And uh, but just just looked so cool. It was. It was neat. I mean, blue's my favorite color. Like that's how what helped me like Sub Zero so much. But there's something about Reptile that just the green and it was just so different. And he fitted naturally. I was running through uh, Mortal Kombat Deception. They have the conquest mode, and if you run through the um, the forest with the ta- with the with the trees with the faces on it, he's just wandering around there. Mm-hmm. Just, he's just like, just leave me alone. Like you can't fight him. You can't do nothing with him. He's just like, just leave me alone. He's just wandering in the woods. So, um, so yeah, reptile is my number three, uh, for a long time, but I love reptile. I think yeah. that, that cloaking, uh, attack he has oh, the invisibility. Yep. Like, yeah. The invisibility comes in so clutch. Sometimes if you know how to hit that the right way, he can be so clutch in certain matches. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, yeah, it's, I I always adored his fatalities too. I I just thought they were the coolest things. Just it, eating people like, with the with the, the damn tongue going across the screen and ripping their head off. Yeah. It was uh it was some cool stuff. So yeah, reptile is my number three. I'm a big Molina guy. I always have been. Yeah, Molina was size. always one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, was always one of my favorites it, to play. Yeah, and then you think she you think she was mocking the uh the katana one with the kiss. But just that she was just eating the eating the opponent. Yep, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> uh, so my number three on this list, um, I mentioned that I had a couple from this franchise on here. So um, two of them are going to be in my top three. Um, but I'm going to kick it off with Skull Kid from uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. So this game, we were talking about the darkness of certain Zelda games earlier. This game is the darkest it gets as far as the Zelda franchise. It's a very dark, very creepy, a lot of weird elements throughout the entire thing. Um, and Skull Kid keeps that uh, that energy very prominent throughout this game. You know, the game opens. First of all, he steals your horse, which like that's not cool at all. 
it immediately makes you hate him off the jump. <laughs> then he turns you into a Deku, which is totally inconvenient. The fact that he would do that. <laughs> um, but more sinisterly, you find out that he's going to crash the moon in three days. And uh, you have to you have three days to stop it and have to repeatedly just keep going back in time in order to make certain things work. Um, his origin story is like kind of sad and lonely and creepy too. Um, him stealing the mask from the happy ma- mask salesman um, to like kick that whole thing off is really, really creepy. And you're so tense the entire way through that game that when you finally beat him, it really feels like a weight is lifted off your shoulders. It really feels like you've accomplished something really, really big doing that. Um, so for that reason, Skull Kid lands on my list. I just think he's so, so unique as far as his characteristics and um, it, the lack of Ganon throughout that entire game um, and him being I think he's the best villain that's come up besides Ganon. And if you're doing, you know, the full lo- length of a game. Uh, so, yes, Skull Kid lands on my list for that reasons. And Majora's is just such a unique and gorgeous game that uh, he really adds to it and really, really makes it something special. And that franchise needed something special after the success of Ocarina. So it was perfect. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, man, you can't go wrong with Zelda villains. <laughs> no, no, not at all. They they do such a good job of crafting those worlds so well every time that it just it feels like it fits in no matter what they use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we are up to our top two on our list of video game villains. Johnny, you're number two, my friend. All right, so when it comes to Mario, I am a luigi guy right i will always pull for luigi i'm always on luigi's side he is uh you know he's mario's brother he doesn't have to deal with all that stuff but he's loyal right so he's gonna always be there for his brother and he will even try to help his brother despite being beyond scared when there's mansions involved (laughs) right uh luigi's mansions games are some of my favorites I really love the third one that came out for the Switch not too long ago. That game, I played through it every October because <laughs> I just love it so much. And the villain on it, of course, is King Boo. So King Boo is my number two. Very good. Uh, first of all, I, I, you know, if you know anything about me, obviously I love ghost stories and mm-hmm. and, and the and haunted things. Uh, so I automatically was always intrigued by the ghosts in Mario. And the fact is, they're one of the few villains that you actually can't kill unless you have the star power yeah Uh, other than that they're going to take you out uh and it's even creepy speaking of characters that follow you like they wait till you're not looking at them to follow you and then they introduced king boo and he's like the king of all of them and he's humongous he's got that crown i hated king boo was that super mario world yeah yeah he was in there yep uh he is just so i just love his character he's one of those where if he's you know there's all these offshoot mario games like mario golf and mario tennis and all those uh mario party if he's a a character you can choose i almost always have to play as uh, king boo it's either king boo or luigi for me all the way and uh you know i highly encourage if you have a switch to play luigi's mansion 3 not only because the game itself is incredible and beautiful but um 
King Boo is just such a great villain on there because he set this whole thing up, right? He just wants revenge on Luigi so bad, and he set all this up. And you got and you go through it thinking, what am I going to do? He's a ghost, and Luigi is a, sc- a scaredy cat to start with. Uh, so, oh man, such a great game. But King Boo is my number two for sure. That's a great one. Yeah, I, I agree. When I when I can play as him in Mario Kart, he's probably one of my favorite characters. Um, the 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 laugh and and just everything about it. Uh, yeah, I love that one that I made your list. Much better than your number three. Much better than your number three. <laughs> I don't know. I I value them about the same, but they're they're still <laughs> both was, very good. Picks. And who was he before he became a ghost? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows. King of something. King of something. <laughs> Uh, Matt, your number two pick, my friend. All right. My number two, this is more like a 1A, 1B. Uh, but my number two for this specific list comes from Resident Evil. Um, it, it is the big bad of the overall series, Mr. Albert Wesker. Um, God, cool voice. Blonde hair. He wears sunglasses at night. It's a little weird. But uh, his <laughs> very 80s, the very 80s. Yeah, anytime uh, somebody wears glasses at night or indoors, <laughs> his villainy knows no bounds. So for those who never played Resident Evil, um, basically, he's he's a part of the Umbrella Corporation, um, but he's also like a double agent as part of the stars team, which is like a special operatives uh, you know, group. And he sets this whole thing up of going, bringing these stars members to the mansion to collect battle data from some of the various creatures that they're the, the virus, the T virus they created um, and what they, you know, what, how does it work in battle? Because originally the T virus is designed to alter um, animals so they can be shipped out and just run rampant through enemy territories. Um, But it was a setup the whole time. You find out at the very end, the, again, playing, pretending to be your, the friend, um, uh, throughout the story and you find out he captured one of the characters he, th- he threw her in jail um he's just setting the whole thing up he manipulates one of the guys uh by saying that if he doesn't do exactly as he says that he's gonna have people hurt his family like it's pretty grim uh evil shit um but ironically through all this he's become one of the most popular characters in the series um it, like it, it's it's wild he eventually gets that he he dies but comes back because of the virus and he gets these like powers he can run really fast um he has this sweet punch move where he can just run and punch people uh one of the games resident evil zero they have a uh the resident evil five version of him and instead of using a gun you can just hold a button down and he has like laser eyes and everything in the vicinity there all the zombies and stuff their heads just explode it's crazy it's absolutely crazy. So um, the few chances I've gotten to play as Wesker, pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, he's my number two because just how how dastardly he is. Um, really, I mean, it, it it stinks, right? Like betrayal, it stinks. And especially that magnitude in a video game, if you put yourself in the real situation, uh, it's, it's pretty drastic. But uh, Wesker, yes, easily had to be it towards the top of my list. Yeah, I agree. He's one of the more revered video game villains, I feel like, out there, too. So many people love, including yourself, love the Resident Evil franchise and hold it to such a high standard. And I think he's a big reason for it, right? Because he's created this whole environment that's just trying to, you know, turn against you the entire time. Yeah. No, yeah. it's uh, it, it never ends. 
it, it never ends. Yeah, it goes through almost all the games. So, um, and then they try to bring him into live action, and it just never works. It yeah, never yeah. Works. yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? I saw something recently. <laughs> no, you didn't. Nope, nope, <laughs> no, no, you didn't. You didn't, no, see, you didn't. You didn't see anything. <laughs> Uh, amazing. There's All a John right. alligator. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, what do you got for your number two, bud? Uh, my number two, I'm going with, uh, one of my classics. I have to have to have to have him within this. Um, so Spyro two opens, you see a little purple dragon and he's in the rain. He's, uh, in a little meadow somewhere and he's saying, I'm bored. What do I have to do in order to get some fun around here? And they see the portal for Dragon Shores, right? So they go through there. Meanwhile, in a place called Avalar, a professor is trying to reroute a portal so that they pick up a dragon within their portal. They pick one up, out comes Spyro, not knowing where he is around the beach. Uh, and the whole time the people of Avalar are talking about this problem they have, and you don't really know what it is. And then this little bastard Ripto walks up. <laughs> My number two of my favorite video game villains of all time. So I talk about Spyro on my podcast all the time. I think it's one of the best. It's one of my favorite video games of all time. Spyro 2 is probably my favorite video game of all time. I know it like the back of my hand. I could play it blindfolded, I feel like. Um, Ripto was as a kid i wanted to just get him so bad towards the end the worst part about him was like he talked all this shit and then he wouldn't do a thing he wouldn't do a thing he'd have one of his monsters fight for him or anything to uh, to avoid having to actually face spiral himself so when you finally get to that battle with ripto at the end you're so pumped up for it because the whole three worlds, you've collected 40 orbs, all these talismans just to get to this dude. And when you finally get him and beat him, and he he dies a pretty a pretty good death, too, because he falls into lava and you just watch him like slowly go into it. It doesn't burn, but you just watch him slowly be submerged within it. Um, I believe he comes back in uh, a GameCube game they made down the line. But um This was so perfect as far as setting up such a corny, cheesy villain for that universe and uh, that he just terrorized like all the people within it. They used all the characters within the world in such a good way um, to add to, oh, yeah, I want to save that guy or like money bags who takes your money the whole time. Ripto's always beating his ass and you're like satisfied. You're like, yeah, you're the bad guy, but I don't like him neither. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I I have such a special place in my heart um, for Spyro 2. And I knew Ripto would, if I put him as my number one, it would be really, really biased um, because I think my number one is absolutely deserving of it. But Ripto is a very underrated villain. In fact, um, my cat, Alora, who was named after one of the characters in Spyro 2, um, if I got a boy, I was going to name him Ripto. So it, oh, was, between, that's it cool. was between both those names. Um, but it, it it holds a very special place in my heart. And that's why Ripto comes in as my number two. Great yeah, choice, I love, dude. I love the Spyro games. The original trilogy still holds up for me. Uh, in, and I loved when they remastered it uh, recently. <sighs> that was done so well. And I played the heck out of that. So It was so good. I, put, I bought it on my Switch. I think I... Spyro 2, I tried speedrunning. I think I did it in like seven and a half hours or so. 
uh, (laughs) going through literally uh, like it linear linearly or whatever you're going to say. But I want to get it to under six hours because I think I could get it to under six hours eventually. Um, All right. We are down to our number one pick, boys. Our all star as far as video game villains. Johnny, you're number one. When you're playing Bioshock and you've just discussed, like you're in this plane and it crashes in the middle of the ocean and you think you're going to die right then and there, but you see this weird structure lighthouse and there's a, and it just sets this tone for this wild world and you go into the elevator going underground and you're kind of catching glimpses of this thing, right? And while you're walking through the world and you're first exploring it, you're hearing these heavy footsteps and and then you've you you run into this one area when you first see the big daddy right which is my number one villain on my list the big daddy this is huge hulking thing with this giant drill and what's even creepier is it has a little girl with it that it protects no matter what and when you first even see this thing you hear it and you don't want to face it you do not want to face it. like it's just so scary you hear the foot it really reminded me of you know in the in the first jurassic park where you hear the tyrannosaurus rex's footsteps and you kind of see the water rippling like i just got that same feeling for this thing and uh, you first see him and he just uh this one of the uh, people there that's been messed up uh is going to attack the little girl and then all of a sudden that big daddy comes out and just drills him. Uh, and, I'll, and you're like, whoa, because he does it right in front of you. <laughs> and it just blows you away. And then you find out that there's actually, when you do fight him and he's not easy, you find out quickly that he's not, there's more than one, <laughs> which is even worse. There's multiple of these things, but just the way they even set this character up, uh, he actually have, when I pre-ordered the first Bioshock, actually got a big daddy statue with it. And I still have it still in box and everything because I just love it so much. And uh, this is, to me, is an iconic character. Uh, I can't think of something. He's on the level of like, he's above Pyramid Head for me of something that just strikes fear into a a soul. Just the, the way he looks. He's such a hulking thing. You think there's no way to beat him to start off with. And he's got that giant drill on top of that. And he's... And he's qu- and he's way quicker than you think too. He can do some really quick bursts, uh, but just that lumbering and he makes noises and he kind of moans and stuff. <laughs> just all these noises, like you can hear him before you see him, which makes yeah. him even creepier to me. So I'm going to go. Big Daddy is by far. This was the easy number one for me. Big Daddy is number one. Very good. If Bioshock is such a freaking good franchise. So quick story. Um, my first exposure to Bioshock is um, one of uh, my best friends who Matt knows. I call him uh, Cheese Man because that's his alias. Um, he's been my best friend since second grade. And uh, like, I think junior year of high school, he had some people over for his birthday or, or something around there. And I was like, he's such a huge gamer. I was like, what do I get him that he hasn't played? And Bioshock was on the shelf. And I was like, I've heard good things about this game, but like, I haven't, uh, I, I know he hasn't played it. I haven't played it. So he opened it up. And one of my friends immediately was like, Oh my God, that game is so good. 
So that night, a couple of us slept over his house and we just dove in. When you see those freaking things for the first time, your your heart stops. And then just the girl being around it, doing all the talking to. And I believe Mr. Bubbles is what she calls him, yes. right? Throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So she's going, look, Mr. Bubbles. And you're like, any any time those things happen, that's one of the worst parts of Bioshock is there's so many like there's so much side talking and stuff like that that you're like, where the hell are these things right now? And what am I walking into every time I go into a room? Um, but the big daddies still have such a profound between those and Songbird, the mechanical elements yeah. they did in those games were just fantastic. Yeah, Songbird would have probably made the top 15 for me easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Very good number one. I I like I like the all the Bioshock picks on there. That's it's really t- pressing a good button there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, your number one pick, my friend. All right, so my number one is probably... Uh, He's one of my maybe top five favorite fictional characters of all time. Uh, for those who've known me for a little while, one of my favorite character themes, my reasons for loving a villain or just any character is the good guys that have gone bad, right? The good guys who uh, finally had enough and they go and I, I was, I'm always curious as to what finally made them tick. Uh, this character is from Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VIII, which is my personal favorite one. Uh, and the character's name is Cypher Almacy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cypher is the complete opposite of the main lead, Squall Leonhardt, where Squall has um, a black jacket, black jeans, has to wield his gun blade with two hands. He has brown hair, um, and he has a scar going one, a certain way. Cypher is the complete opposite. He has a long white jacket, a gun blade that he can use with one hand, blonde hair, and a scar going the complete opposite way. Um, he starts off as a character that you can play as very temporarily and then eventually he kind of gets corrupted because he doesn't pass his uh they call it seed which is their military program um he doesn't pass the exam so he goes uh, he's like okay well what am i only because he didn't follow orders he he made a right move but he didn't follow orders um and he joins the side of the sorceress uh which he becomes the sorceress knight and you actually battle him four times throughout the game uh, the first time on a parade float uh, in the middle of a in the middle of a city, which is pretty cool. The next two times he's uh, uh, and they call it a, a garden, which is like but their style of military bases. You fight them twice there, and you fight them in the uh, I think it's the fourth disc. There's, these were back when games were multiple discs, um, but you fight him. He's like one of the the main bosses, or the first bosses in the fourth disc, and eventually, you know, you, you beat him all these times. The 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 sorceress control mind control kind of comes away from him, and he eventually like it, it's kind of alluded that he 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 realizes the error of his ways and he kind of gives it another go again. He looks at the the the, the guard in the military base that he came from, and he, he he's smiling. They show him smiling. Um, because he's, you know, he just he lost his way. But um, actually, at one point, I had his his uh, replica of his gun blade, a full replica. Um, I gifted it to somebody, regrettably. So someday, uh, maybe I grab it again. But um, I, I never like outside of the, the short time you can play as him. Uh, he's been in no other extra games, no Dissidia, no anything where you can kind of play it, like get that full feel again. Um, 
but uh, but there were I always wanted to do this. They, back on the day when they had Game Shark, you can actually code it so you can have him throughout the main story. Obviously, it's not him, him, but you can play as his character model with the moves and, and all that stuff uh, throughout the game. But you, you couldn't use him at certain points, or the game would glitch. But um, that is my favorite. Cipher Almacy uh, from Final Fantasy VIII is my number one. That's an awesome. That's a really, really, really good pick. I. Uh... That's a great Final Fantasy character. That's one of the few ones that I know of. Even he's in Kingdom Hearts as a younger, yeah. much younger version. Yeah. Yep. Um. But like, man, those good villains gone bad. Like it. it, it there's something really special about seeing that turn within them. Mm-hmm. Um. And and it makes you, especially when you're invested in them so much, and you see exactly why it almost hurts in a way it gives you like this personal connection uh that's really really uh almost significant to gamers oh you wanted to pull them back you're like come on come be out like yeah i want to play as your character like come back to the good side um you personally and then your character just throughout it's like man what happened to you like what what changed what twitch i mean this is why darth vader is my favorite you know, a fictional character of all time, the good guy gone bad. What, 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 what triggered him to make him go um, and and do the things that he did. Mm-hmm. And Cypher falls in that line, obviously a lot less popular, but, um, uh, but regardless in the realm of video games, that's, uh, that's, that's my numero uno. I love it. Thank you. Um, so my numero uno, I feel like you guys put me to shame here. I feel like I have like the most generic thing ever. You guys <laughs> showed up with like gourmet meals and I'm like, here's a bowl of frosted flakes. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I love so- frosted flakes, man. Okay, good, good. Um, so my number one, this is another uh, nostalgia based one, but it's another one from the Legend of Zelda franchise. And I'm, of course, talking about Ganondorf. Um, mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time was the first Zelda game I ever played in entirety, and his role in that game is just so good, especially when you're a little kid and you're playing through those games for the first time because he's scary, especially when you're playing as young Link. He's this big, intimidating looking guy, not saying much, creepy smile on his face, just smirking. Like he's cocky and knows exactly what he's thinking five steps ahead of when you do Um, taking over when you go seven years into the future and it's almost like his world and everything's all dead and high rule. And it just adds this whole layer of what the hell happened here? Like, what was all of this? And how terrible is he that he worked within the kingdom and he decided to take everything for himself. Right. And, and he's literally like his eyes are everywhere. When, um, Sheik is finally revealed to be, uh, princess Zelda spoiler alert. Um, he immediately snatches her up. Like, he's like, I've been waiting for you to just show yourself like wherever you've been. And like, that's it. Now I've got you and getting through that castle at the end is a, is a total bitch. Every time, um, every boss fight with him, getting out of that castle is a pain when you're a little kid. And then you get to the ground and he turns into beast form of that. And just when you think it can't get any crazier, like all of a sudden he's just a hundred feet tall in front of you. And you really feel like you're fighting for your life with him. 
And he may he has that feeling in every Zelda game that he's been a major villain for. You you always feel like you're running for your life from Ganon or that you're really going to have to do something drastic in order to beat him. Um, but just for that factor, he was one of the first ones that really made me feel like this is a true bad guy. Like this is really, 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 really uh, a guy I don't want to mess with in this game and a guy I really want to take down. Um, Ganondorf, especially Ocarina of Times, Ganondorf lands my number one for villains of all time. Excellent. Always, Excellent. Yeah, he always feels like a looming thread always. Yes. Yeah, you always know his presence is it's somewhere in Hyrule and it makes you want to like work harder and get to the end of the game even more just to stop him. It's yeah. he's such a great character um to have within that series to be able to land back on anytime they want to. Yeah, that is a good one. Um I Breath of the Wild, I haven't gotten really through it a whole ton. I I start it and I get distracted, but um I I know he's a main character in that why kind of high rules the way it is and yeah. uh great fighter too in super smash brothers very like uh oh, yeah. they call it like a heavy fighter mm-hmm. um, because all his attacks are just so damaging slow but but very powerful so nah nothing wrong with having ganondorf as number one and we had a lot of cool lists uh on the for this or a lot of cool characters for this episode yeah uh, i agree so. This was a really, really great one. I loved being able to talk video games for this one because we haven't really been able to do that yet. No, bits and pieces, but not thoroughly. So this yeah. was a great time. Johnny, man, thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate you, bud. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to talk video games. Uh, and I like that we kind of went everywhere here, you know, uh, all kinds of genres and, and villains here. Uh, it just makes me want to talk about like just villains and pop culture. Just doing this. So if you guys ever do that list, Holler at your boy. <laughs> oh, you know you're going to be back on here for sure. We'll come knocking. Don't worry. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to check out all the other shows on our network at BICBP-radio.com. And, of course, and- yeah, Count Creepy Heads podcast, Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Don't forget about that. Thank you to our wonderful sponsor again. Uh, give us some clicks. Give us some listens. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, find the Facebook group. Yes, sir. And on behalf of Johnny, Matt, and myself, do you even list?